for tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. Barbie Doll Toys by Barbara Smith Living in a house with four daughters was probably more fun for me than for my husband because it allowed me to pass down my love for playing with Barbie, Ken, and their entire entourage. Keep in mind, you must have the friends and neighbors too. When I was a girl, I used to make their house and other buildings out of large empty cardboard boxes and use washcloths for their blankets or carpets and any type of small items from around our house or from outdoors to decorate with. It was always a fun time that occupied me for hours. My mother was a crafter, painter, and seamstress, therefore I would often score items from her as well. Once my girls came along, they did like Barbies and were showered with multiple dolls with outfits, shoes, household items, horses, cars, you name it. However, there were various other things to distract them, such as videos and other more elaborate or electronic toys that I did not have. Because of this, the small, minuscule items were not as well packed away as I had done back in the day, but often found their way all over the house. These, in turn, became weapons in the dark. You have never lived until you wake up in the night to a crying child trying to make your way to their room in the dark, only to step on multiple objects, namely Barbie toys, on the way. You cringe and grit your teeth involuntarily, trying not to wake everyone up, and it really is enough to make you want to, well, you know, say not pleasant things at that moment. Whenever my husband and I trip over our dog's squeaky ball now, we always have a good laugh and say, At least it's not a Barbie toy. The words stumbling block in the dictionary is stated to be a circumstance that causes difficulty or hesitation or an obstacle to progress or an impediment to belief or understanding. Synonyms provided are obstacle, hurdle, barrier, bar, hindrance, impediment, handicap, disadvantage, restriction, limitation, snag, hitch, catch, drawback, difficulty, problem, issue, weakness, defect, pitfall, or complication. This is what people all over the United States are seeing these monuments of historic figures as, hindrances, obstacles, or a barrier to the rhetoric they are wanting to proclaim versus what has already taken place. However, Herein lies the problem. They have not educated themselves. Just as those who lived in the past have made their mark, 
whether by exemplary actions or despicable, they too can make their own mark and leave their historic footprint on the world as well, without trying to change history, which in fact the definition of the word denotes it is an impossible feat. The scriptures use the word stumbling block in both a literal and a figurative sense, and in all three contexts that the dictionary definition provided. Firstly, regarding a stumbling block in the literal sense, let us look at the meaning an obstacle of progress. Who of us have never physically stumbled over something as small as a pebble or a Barbie toy or as large as a piece of furniture? You may think this is a simple concept. However, this is a grave issue to the Lord. We all may have had our clumsy days where we just feel like we have two left feet and are falling over everything. There could be multiple reasons we do this. However, once we find out what the problem is, we can correct it. We could be trying to get to a child in the dark, as aforementioned. Of course, the remedy there is to turn on the light so we can see our way more clearly. It could be a mental issue, such as our head is in the clouds, as they say, because we are preoccupied worrying about something. It could be a physical problem. We may not have gotten enough sleep the night before, and we are exhausted, which could make us less aware, or we may have the condition called vertigo, which could cause dizziness. There can be various causes for this. However, most often it can be cured with a little assistance from our family doctor. It could be a spiritual issue or an emotional issue that is causing us to be distracted, such as grieving because of a loss or homesickness for a loved one that we have not seen for a long while, or anger, guilt, or depression. These conditions are endless, but we can take steps to remedy them. In Leviticus 19, as well as the entire book of Leviticus, God is giving Moses lists of things that the children of Israel, his chosen people, should and should not do to add to their quality of life. These are all grave and incredibly important in the sight of God, or he would not have bothered saying them and repeating them on more than one occasion. Leviticus 19 verse 14 says, Thou shalt not curse the deaf nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but shall fear thy God. I am the Lord. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. Deuteronomy 27.18 says, Cursed be he that makes a blind to wander out of the way, and all the people say, Amen. These verses show the very nature of God. He has compassion to those who cannot defend or do things for themselves. But he despises the willfully ignorant who are indeed able-bodied. Acts 17 verse 29 through 31 tells us, For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device, the times of this ignorance God winked at once, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he hath pointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness, that that man 
whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. We no longer serve idols. We now know that God is a spirit, and that Christ Jesus has come to redeem us. Therefore, we cannot say that we are ignorant and act in such a manner as to cause the blind to stumble intentionally and think it is a joke. This displeases the Lord, and we will be judged accordingly. Secondly, regarding a stumbling block, in the figurative sense, let us look at the meaning a circumstance that causes difficulty or hesitation. The scriptures have much to say about putting stumbling blocks in the way of the spiritually blind and deaf, or those of less or weaker understanding or maturity in the Lord. Remember, compassion to those less fortunate is the very nature of God. He takes this very seriously. If we think we are mature in the Lord and with great understanding, then our responsibility is also great toward our fellow man and fellow believers to not put hindrances, difficulties, or hurdles in their way. Though we may have revelation, not all do. 1 Corinthians 8 verses 1 through 13 says, Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but charity edifies. If any man think that he knows anything, he knows nothing, yet he ought to know. But if any man loves God, the same is known of him. As concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is none other God but one. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one even the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Howbeit there is not in every man that knowledge, for some with conscience of the idol unto this hour eat it as a thing offered unto an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. But meat commends us not to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. If any man sees thee which hath knowledge sit at meat in the idol's temple, Shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? And through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish, for whom Christ died. But when ye sin so against the brethren, and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. Wherefore, if meat make any man to be offended, I will eat not flesh while the world stands, lest I make my brother to offend. Romans 14, 1-15 states, Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eat herbs. Let not him that eats despise him that eats not, and let not him which eats not judge him that eats. For God hath received him. Who art thou that judgeth another man's servant? 
to his master he stands or falls yea he shall be holden up for god is able to make him stand one man esteems one day above another and another esteems every day alike let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind he that regards the day regards it unto the lord and he that regards not the day to the lord he doth not regard it he that eats eats to the lord for he giveth god thanks and he that eats not to the lord he eats not and giveth god thanks for none of us lives to himself and no man dies to himself for whether we live we live unto the lord and whether we die we die unto the lord whether we live therefore or die we are the lord's for to this end christ both died and rose and revived that he might be lord both of the dead and the living but why dost thou judge thy brother or why dost thou set at naught thy brother for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of christ for it is written as i live saith the lord every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to god so then every one of us shall give account of himself to god let us not therefore judge one another any more but judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or any occasion to fall in his brother's way i know and am persuaded by the lord jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself but to him that esteems anything to be unclean to him it is unclean but if any brother be grieved with thy meat now you are not walking charitably destroy not him with thy meat for whom christ died here again god does not want us to act ignorantly when we are claiming to be the stronger brother lest satan would get the upper hand in our lives and cause us also to stumble second corinthians two verses nine through eleven states for to this end also did i write that i might know the proof of you whether ye are obedient in all things to whom ye forgive anything i forgive also for if i forgave anything to whom i forgave it for your sakes forgave i it in the person of christ lest satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices thirdly regarding a stumbling block in the literal and figurative sense let us look at the meaning an impediment to belief or understanding god was not pleased when israel turned to idols both physical and spiritual ones it was an insult to his omniscience as if he could not know their thoughts and intents of their hearts ezekiel fourteen one through nine tells us then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me, and sat before me. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, these men have set their idols in their heart, and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired at all by them? Therefore speak unto them, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that sets up his idols in his heart and puts the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and cometh to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols, that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart, because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Therefore set upon the house of Israel 
Thus saith the Lord God, Repent and turn yourselves from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. For every one of the house of Israel, or of the stranger that sojourns in Israel, which separates himself from me, and sets up idols in his heart, and puts the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself, and I will set my face against that man, and will make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. We should never try to play pretend when it comes to church and our salvation. They did not get away with it in the Old Testament, and neither will we who are under the new covenant. Isaiah eight fourteen through 16 prophesied of the Messiah who came in the form of a literal man to reveal himself to the world and thereby casting down all idols to redeem us finally. Isaiah states, And he shall be for a sanctuary, for a stone of stumbling, and for a rock of offense to both the house of Israel, for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble and fall, and be broken and be snared and be taken. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples. He became a stumbling block to them because they were not looking for him and were not prepared. They lacked understanding and were ignorant of the fact that the kingdom of God was not going to be a physical one, but a spiritual one, and they became offended. However, this opened the door for the Gentiles to receive redemption also. Romans 9 verses 30 through 33 says, What shall we say then, that the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith? But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. In Romans 11, Paul continues and tells us that God has allowed them to stumble and their eyes to be blinded because they had rejected the Messiah. But we see the difference between them and those who believe in 1 Corinthians 1, verses 18 through 24, which says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Once we have knowledge and are no longer ignorant or in the dark, so to speak, and become obedient to the cross, First Peter 2 verses 1 through 9 tells us how we can move forward by removing barriers, obstacles, and hindrances from our lives. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. 
If so, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices, acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief corner stone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they are appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Tertullian, a Christian theologian from 155 A.D. to 220 A.D., left us thirty-one treaties, all written in Latin. In volume three of the Anti-Nicene Fathers, he had this to say about Jesus the Christ regarding our subject. Quote, the Apostle Paul was not the preacher of a new God. The God who was in the man, Jesus, is the Creator. This is that stumbling block to the Jews. It seems to me that the princes and powers of the air did knowingly crucify the God of glory in that man Jesus. Paul said of the Jews, however, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that came to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. From 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 through 8. End quote. Because we have been given vast knowledge and revelation, we should act accordingly. Peter stated in his second book that they were willingly ignorant. Ignorance was not bliss for the Jews when the Messiah came the first time. They were not looking for him nor were they prepared. Ignorance will not help us when he comes again the second time either. We must not let Satan plant doubt and confusion in our minds that will become stumbling blocks to us and hinder our walk with God. Matthew 26 verse 41 states, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 1 Peter 4 verse 7 tells us, But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. We do not have time to be distracted. His coming is imminent. As was the case with the Jews, the same holds true for us. If you have received the revelation of the truth and it becomes a stumbling block to you, the truth cannot be changed to suit one's fancy. Hebrews 10 verse 26 says, For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. 
You will have to go back to the cross because there is no other way. God told the Jews for thousands of years that a Redeemer, the Messiah, would come, and then he fulfilled that promise. Upon his arrival, they allowed it to become a stumbling block because of their preconceived ideas of trying to pigeonhole this miracle by viewing it through the lens of the Old Testament law and did not receive him through faith as the Gentiles did. We tend to do the same thing. We must remove the barriers from our minds of preconceived notions and read the word of truth at face value. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15 states, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We must take personal responsibility for our own words and actions towards and in the presence of others, which becomes part of our own salvation journey. Philippians 2 verse 12 tells us, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We must examine what we are going to say and do in our hearts and minds before we act upon those thoughts. Even if they are harmless and acceptable to us, they could become a stumbling block to someone else. No man lives or dies unto himself. We are our brother and sister's keeper. Do not be the cause of someone cringing, gritting their teeth involuntarily, or wanting to say something not so nice. Do not become someone's Barbie doll toy. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.